0: This message comes from NPR sponsor Hulu. Don't miss the new docuseries Black Twitter, a people's history. From memes to movements, see how this powerful online community shapes culture and society. Black Twitter, a people's history, is now streaming on Hulu. A quick note before the show,
1: this podcast contains explicit language.
2: Happy Friday, everyone, from NPR Music and All Songs Considered. I'm Stephen Thompson. I'm here with my colleague from NPR Music, Ann Powers. Hello, hello Stephen. And coming at us live from Sweden and yes. from WXPN and the Serious Rap Shit podcast, John Morrison.
3: Hey, what's up, Stephen?
2: It is a pleasure to have you both. We are talking about the best albums out today, starting with Earl Sweatshirt and The Alchemist. Their new album is called Voir dire, and this song is 27
4: Braids. Clean break, tougher to make, ain't a thing that a king, they ain't rough with the main. Hold your head, cover your face, so disease doesn't spread. She said I got a son on the way, made my bed so that's where I'ma lay. My worry bones, my heavy head I carry home every day. My mama said and that i never be alone, even though she gotta know that I know she just made With the choices I made, the only way forward is unafraid And focused when I'm holding these reins Yeah, thanks over my shoulder to my auntie Elaine Twenty-seven grades falling over my face My head on straight, my mama closing the gate And both of them sleep better when they know that I ate I'm going through changes that I couldn't fathom But growing pains lead to understanding I'm no passage on the plane, precious cargo in the cabin. My whole take on
1: baggage is So, same. this release oh, is kind oh, of shrouded back. in
2: mystery. Is that the right thing to say? But yeah, it's rolled out in a curious way. Yes. <laughs> yeah,
3: from what I understand, it was uh, initially made available on a site, Gala Music. <laughs> and then I guess they let folks check it out through that site exclusively. But then it, it seems like they're rolling it out more broadly now.
2: There were rumors and The Alchemist was sort of saying, like, it was hidden on YouTube somewhere, like under a fake name. But then there's also the issue of NFTs. <laughs> like, right. like, it was also released as an NFT, which I'm sorry, I will never, <laughs> I, I, will, I, I will never abide or acknowledge.
1: But at the same time, this is a longstanding collaboration between Earl Sweatshirt and, and Alchemist. So... In in a sense, it's just part of the flow of their creative connection. That's how I'm seeing it. But maybe you see it a different way. Does this feel like a culmination? I'm curious what y'all think.
3: The thing with this record, I think that Earl and Alchemist, of course, they meet each other from very different backgrounds in the sense that they're coming from different
4: eras. Got to but They in the red like four sets. We beat them like a cheesy joke even when the horse dead. But
3: coming to the same kind of conclusion and stylistic meeting right alchemist of course has been producing records since the mid 90s he's worked with everybody from kendrick lamar to mob deep and eminem and dilated peoples like all of these folks and he's kind of emerged as this respected elder statesman in this new wave of underground hip-hop earl of much younger man is 29 something like that prodigy
2: like right. he started yeah. out as like a kid
3: a thousand percent you know what i mean they both kind of started out as, as very young in the game but you know they're obviously there's just some distance <laughs> between their ages but they both have a uh, very similar Impacts Earl from the the perspective of influencing younger MCs and Alchemist uh, from this angle of influencing younger producers. They both kind of hold very similar uh, statuses in underground hip hop right now. So I think that it, it makes a very natural meeting, and they aesthetically they fit well. Earl has this very relaxed, almost casual approach to rhyme and Alchemist's production, very minimal,
4: sample-based. the moment that I had on it like popcorn was a bad a few extra cause I act the ass like Notes, It fits together like a glove. I don't know if that
3: answered your question, but <laughs> it's it seems like a very natural fit for two people who are coming at this from and got in the game from two completely different eras.
1: And they've been kind of dancing together occasionally for a long time. Like Earl was on that Domo Genesis record that came out in 2012, like more than 10 years ago now. No idols, and they've done other tracks together. But I think what works so well on this record is exactly what you're talking about. The marriage of that hypnotic style, production style that Alchemist has. It's a weird thing to say, but at times it almost reminds me of early Moby. (laughs) Like the way he uses voices, for example. Um, It's just like a lot of ghosts in the mix. And then Earl, of course, he's always uh, grappling with the kind of life or death questions. He projects this kind of lost aura. But then on this record, he also is saying, hey, I've grown up. I'm a different person. I think those tensions are very interesting on this record.
3: Speaking of of death there's a line in uh, the song High Street that I love where uh, Earl describes himself as temperpedic with the Reaper yeah. <laughs> Comfy, comfortable with death and and you know uh, it's just something and and he he ends the the line or that little section where he's talking about we grown men like somebody speaking from the perspective of somebody who's young and looking back and thinking like, damn, I've seen and been in close proximity with death and tragedy, but it's, I guess he's framing it as, you know, it's all part of coming of age and growing, but, and growing beyond that.
2: That's Earl Sweatshirt and The Alchemist. Their new album is called Voir Deer. Let's go next to Sufjan Stevens. Sufjan Stevens' new album is called Javelin. This song kicks it off. It's Goodbye Evergreen. Goodbye
5: Evergreen You know I love you But everything heaven sent Must burn out in the end I promised you Just as you were in my dream Now let me off be
1: Ah, Sufjan. I'm so happy he's back. I'm so happy he's back with this album. Uh, He hasn't made a singer-songwriter album like this for a long time. Although, I have to say, people who say it's so different from his other recent albums, which go more in an ambient direction or almost a classical direction, I don't think so. I mean, I hear all those elements of experimentation in the production on these as well, you know?
2: What is even Sufjan Stevens' sound? You know, if you just look at his discography from the last few years, you know, he put out a box set of meditation music called Convocations. He put out The Ascension in 2020, which is a little bit more electronic in its sound. He made this album called A Beginner's Mind with Angelo Augustine, which is like musings on movies from the last 20 or 30 years. But even like that record has some of that, that kind of Baroque pop feel as well he put out an album of duo piano pieces as recently as April so like what is Sufjan Stevens sound I do think this record is kind of picking up a little bit closer sonically to like Carrie and Lowell that beautiful 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 record he made in 2015 that has kind of that mix of delicacy and
1: maximalism well, yeah delicacy maximalism, maximalism, is maximalism
2: and with like a very vulnerable personal narrative
1: yeah, well, I think that's true. But like I said, I mean, I think you can add it all up. You know, if you're a Sufjan head like me, I adore him. You can see how the minimalist experiments he's made or, you know, the explorations with different instruments. They are all here embedded in this. And, and I love the way that he uses women's voices on this record, too. He only has Bryce Dessner's playing guitar. Other than that, all of the collaborators are women. Interesting people too. Um, I just have to shout out Adrienne Marie Brown, who's also an amazing writer and activist, as well as a musician. She's all over this record. But, oh, that sound that we we heard that gives me chills. (laughs) All those women's voices together.
3: Yeah, I was curious what y'all thought about this. I'm not familiar with Sufjan Stevens' work, and I was curious how this compares to older music. That he'd made in the past.
1: You know, I think what's interesting about this record, people are saying it's a return to form, and uh, words like comforting and soothing are being tossed around. And as you said, vulnerable. But what I think is notable about this record, it's not a concept record like Carrie and Lowell, which told the story of his mother, um, very sad story, and his childhood. Um, nor is it a sort of built around a, a high concept like the Illinois record that when he was saying he was going to make a record for every state in the union, which he ultimately did not do. But, but there he got, is he one twenty fifth of the way there. Exactly. But there is a thread running through this record that I think is is quite beautifully pulled. Underneath the gorgeousness, underneath the delicacy, the downiness, I always think there's a side to Sufyan that's like a down comforter. <laughs> but, but on the other hand, there's a brutal breakup record in here. Like brutal. I don't know if he actually went through a breakup, but there is such abject sorrow and pain at the loss of someone and and you know yearning and Mm -hmm. and this is what i love about these songs they balance that objection with this incredible beauty and it's very poetic i think so for me this is one of his best efforts in this vein it really stands up for me
2: there really is a sense of self-flagellation and vulnerability and desolation in a yeah. lot of these lyrics in a way that I haven't heard from him in a while, and, and that really helps it make this record feel very personal. And I do think, like, I don't think you can divorce hearing this record from the recent news that he was diagnosed with uh, Guillain Barre syndrome. Uh, he's havi- currently having to relearn to walk, um, you know, and, and that I think puts, you know, any, any kind of attack on your body. Is going to compel a, a certain amount of soul searching in a way that I think comes through on this record. I don't know how much this record, the making of this record, maps over that diagnosis, but it's hard not to hear this record through that lens. That, that leads to a, a bigger
1: discussion because the record was made before mm-hmm. he had. He woke up one morning and couldn't feel his his arms and legs and. Um, but it's interesting. I'm not going to project anything on the, 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 project- intense, the intensity <laughs> projecting, projecting within projecting the songs. Projecting BS
2: narratives is our job, <laughs> Anne. <laughs> right. That's Sufjan Stevens. His new album is called Javelin. We've got a record we want to play for New Music Friday, but first, let's take a quick break.
5: This message comes from NPR sponsor Dana-Farber Cancer Institute. Dana-Farber scientists laid the foundation for CDK-4-6 inhibitors, new drugs that are increasing the survival rate for many advanced breast cancers. Learn more at DanaFarber.org slash everywhere.
0: This message comes from NPR sponsor, Hulu. Don't miss the new docuseries, Black Twitter, A People's History, from Onyx Collective and Hulu. Starring Riley Keo and Lily Gladstone, Under the Bridge is now streaming with new episodes Wednesdays, only on Hulu. What does it mean to be black in America? An NPR's Black Stories Black Truths, a collection of stories as varied, nuanced, and dynamic as black experiences. You'll hear it means everything. Search NPR Black Stories Black Truths wherever you get your podcast.
2: It's New Music Friday from NPR and All Songs Considered. I'm Stephen Thompson. We are looking at some of the best new albums out today. That's October 6th. Next up, Jolie Holland. Her new album is called Haunted Mountain. This track is Highway 72.
4: I
3: love this duet style in country music.
1: The harmonies are
3: so masculine-feminine harmonizing together.
1: I know, and 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 the harmonies in that song—they're just a little tricky, you know. I mean, there's a real sense of um, they're looking into each other's eyes when they sing it. I think.
2: Well, and and the backstory with this record, we mentioned Jolie Holland at the, at the top of the segment, but you, you obviously heard another voice in that song. The other voice is that of Buck Meek from Big Thief. And they both put out albums called Haunted Mountain within the last couple months, uh, were clearly kind of inspired by each other. And he appears with her on several tracks here. And their voices interlock in such beautiful ways. Buck Meek has said that
1: Um, When asked what the most influential album in his life was, he has said that it was uh, Jolie Holland's 2003 solo debut, Catalpa. Jolie Holland has been this under-the-radar, you know, kind of cult favorite for many people for many years. She used to be in a band called The Big Good Tanya. She's released many records on her own. But it makes me so happy to see um, Buck lifting her up, you know. And, And honestly not to get all gendery and feminist on you but to see a a guy a younger guy saying this woman you know is is my source i think that's really cool
3: yeah as as opposed to men taking the sauce and the energy and not (laughs) acknowledging (laughs) non-men as influences absolutely men should do shit like that this this record i was not familiar with jolie holland before listening to this album but this record really knocked me out uh one thing that immediately jumped out to me was that like what a gorgeous ghostly bloody record you know what i mean like this <laughs> record has like a lot of stuff in it you know what i mean like life in it uh this country it's blues but it has like this like otherworldly atmosphere holland's voice is is so intimate and and beautiful this one really caught me off guard with like a, a, a few emotional left hooks that I wasn't quite expecting walking into it
1: even the first line from the first song where she says I couldn't sing a high note or put on my shoe without remembering you <laughs> there's something there's something <laughs> Amazing so line. Amazing. I know it's like it's it's got that little quirky twist you don't quite expect you know very human and I know that Tom Waits is a fan of hers and um You can hear that, you know, and (laughs) I would even say a little Nick
2: Cave in here. Yeah, I have I have to confess, I'd really drifted away from her. She put out this string of great records in the aughts mm-hmm. and then kind of got a little bit less prolific. The records kind of slowed to a trickle. You know, she had a record called Wine Dark Sea in 2014. She put out an album-length collaboration with Samantha Parton from the Be Good Tanya's in 2017. But she'd kind of drifted off of my radar entirely. But I loved those records she put out in the aughts. They all just feel like these like transmissions from a dustier and more forlorn time. Like they just could have come out in almost any era. Like you just imagine, you know, tumbleweeds rolling by as, 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 as you listen to them. But they're also kind of untethered to any era, but they're also just deeply direct and personal at the same time. Her voice just cuts through the din and, and it always has. I'm so excited that she's back. All right, Julia Holland's new album is called Haunted Mountain. We could not get to every worthwhile album out October sixth. Let's do a lightning round. Some of the other big releases out today. and Powers, kick us off. I know you got a good one. I got two
1: from the Artier Edges of Pop this week. First, the the second album from the amazing Jeremy Dutcher, who is a classically trained singer and composer. He's a member of the Tobik First Nation. He's a Two Spirit song carrier and pan Indigenous activist. And he's bringing forward the spirit of his ancestors on this beautiful record that, forgive me, Jeremy, I'm going to do my best here, Motewa which means two-spirit or people of great power. So that is such a great, beautiful activist and also lyrical record. Jeremy, singing in English for the first time on record. It's a fantastic record. And I'd love for us to listen to a little bit of a song called The Land That Held Them. Also very beautiful is the latest from harpist Mary Lattimore, who enlists friends including Slow Dive's Rachel Goswell and Lal Tallhurst from The Cure to create another immersive romantic excursion with her harp leading the way. These two records have lowered my blood pressure and I'm giving you the tip. Go listen to them, you'll feel healthier.
2: Awesome. Thank you, Ann Powers, John Morrison. What's your pick?
3: My pick this week is by the band Say She She and their new album, Silver. Say She She are a trio from New York and I absolutely love the sound of this record. The music is like uh, a funky contemporary update of that classic New York underground disco sound. Uh, Some of these records would have fit in perfectly at like the Paradise Garage or David Mancuso's loft, or on the the famous Z Records uh, mutant disco compilation back in the early '80s. This thing is perfect. And
1: right. you know, I just have to just interject and say, John, you were one of th- three people who mentioned this record to me within the course of a few hours this the week. Burn is it's, so, spreading. <laughs> it's, it's spreading. It's like spreading, and one of them is someone who a new friend here in Uppsala, Sweden. So, you're international, say, Shishi.
3: <laughs> give us a give us a song. Let's listen to the song questions.
2: Wonderful. Thank you, John Morrison. For my pick, I'm going to go with Omar Apollo. He's got a new EP called Live For Me. Uh, Omar Apollo first came up on SoundCloud from his hometown bedroom in Indiana. Now he's becoming a gigantic superstar. He sings in both English and Spanish. He did a beautiful tiny desk concert last year where he incorporated an 11-piece band. Uh, he contains multitudes. His songs are sweet and sad and dark. He's just so fluent across genre and language, and I am absolutely in love with the first single from this EP. It's about coming out to his family, and it's called "Ice."
4: Slipping.
2: That'll do it for New Music Friday. John Morrison and Powers, thanks so much for joining me. Thank you, Thank Steven. you so much. If you want to hear all the music we've featured on this week's show, along with a bunch of other great new music out today, we've got expanded playlists in Apple Music and on Spotify. Search for NPR's New Music Friday playlist in either of those apps. Don't forget to bookmark the Now Playing blog at NPR Music. That is packed with song recommendations to help you stay caught up on great new music. You'll also want to sign up for NPR's weekly newsletter. I write it these days, so uh, it's, it's absolutely crucial that you subscribe to subscribe. Go to NPR org musicnewsletter This week's show has been produced and edited by Cher Vincent and Robin Hilton from NPR Music. And all songs considered, I'm Stephen Thompson. Encouraging you to be well, take a break, and treat yourself to lots of great music.
5: Support for this podcast and the following message come from Dignity Memorial. When your celebration of life is prepaid today, your family is protected tomorrow. Planning ahead is truly one of the best gifts you can give your family. For additional information, visit DignityMemorial.com.